to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're joined by writer and film lover Alan Mott to discuss Canadian porn star turned Bollywood actress Sunny Leone. First up, 2015's Ek Pali Lila, where Leone plays both a present day fashion model and an artist muse 300 years ago. Then, Mastizade, 2016's scandalous adult comedy featuring Sunny Leone as a set of, has a set of twins. Who run a sex addicts workshop. Yeah. And chaos ensues. Chaos ensues. So so many hijinks. Yeah. Welcome back, lovers. Uh, this episode is coming out a little bit late. We apologize for that, but Matt and I have been on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on like two vacations. Two quick vacations. We went uh, to the mountains. It has nothing to do with Bollywood. We went to the mountains taking twice. up our time. We were doing recon for our upcoming episode on... Alberta filmed Bollywood movies. We are, yes. So, you know, it's for you, listeners. Anyway. Yes, and one of the places we went to, they did actually film a Bollywood film there, so. Yeah. Anyway, say hello to Alan Mott. Welcome, Alan. Hi. Hello. Alan, explain yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you, and why are you qualified to talk about Bollywood? Oh, well, am I talk qualified to talk about Bollywood movies is questionable. <laughs> but uh, to talk about movies in general, well, I'm going to start in grade six. <laughs> See, I was, uh, right, I was a weird kid growing up because I actually liked old stuff. No. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed stuff that came before me. I didn't think it was weird and gross. And uh, so I, I had, like, a pretty healthy love for, like, old movies, even when I was, like, 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. But the thing that sort of cemented my love was I discovered there was a section in the library that was dedicated to film books. Mm-hmm. And one day I decided, hey, I'll check these out because I like movies. Mm-hmm. And I opened one of these books, and it was Danny Perry's Cult Movies 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the page I opened up to was for a movie called The First Nudie Musical. <laughs> and right there was a picture of a nude woman. What? <laughs> so I found this loophole where uh-huh. you could take out books from the library that yeah. had naked ladies in them. Yeah. But as a sort of, you know, good boy, yeah. uh, I, I felt I couldn't just look at the pictures. I actually had to read these books from cover to cover yeah. to justify my having them taken out from the library. So you were what, you were reading the books for the articles. Yeah, I, I was yeah. reading the books for the articles. But yeah. the thing is, I discovered very quickly early on that uh, the sort of uh, the books it, that, that I took out because I had the new pictures in them were basically usually about sort of cult exploitation, mm-hmm. sort of low-budget movies mm-hmm. because, you know, the other movies didn't tend to have pictures of naked ladies in them. Yeah. So because of that, those were sort of the stories I found myself reading and becoming very attracted to. Hmm. And so, like, uh, and that's what I, I sort of developed this love of sort of like the uh, the outlaw side of, uh, of, of Hollywood and of filmmaking. Paracinema? Paracinema, yeah. yeah. Like the, the people who sort of like... Uh, Work beyond the fringes, like where they would, if they if they were to tell you, they would say they were just in it for the money. But you know, there's actually not enough money being made yeah. for that to actually be true. They're actually, if you know, Roger Corman could have made a lot more money in real estate yeah. than he ever could have as a film producer. Yeah. But you know, he basically stayed in it because he loved movies and he loved sort of working the business. Like he's a genius. Like he's like yeah. nobody's nobody's questioning that. So that's sort of like. I, I, these figures sort of became sort of like the 
like sort of my idols growing up. So, and that's sort of that's why I sort of I think I'm the right person for the uh, Sonny Leone episode <laughs> because we we are essentially talking about uh, sort of like a Bollywood exploitation movies, right? Yeah, and and so that's uh, that's sort of this is sort of more my can, but also like uh, the reason why I've started uh, getting into Bollywood is uh, largely sort of like a confluence of two different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, first is knowing you guys and mm-hmm. listening to your podcast. Ah, uh, thanks, It's very Alan. sweet. Thank you. And also because I became very good friends with uh, a woman named Asta Kanjuria, who uh, is one of my best friends. And uh, she grew up uh, in India. She lived there until she was 12, and then she moved to Canada. And so as a result of this, very often I will make sort of a reference to Western culture that I assume is universal, mm-hmm. and she has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and sort of part of my instinct is always to go like, what do you mean you've never heard of Back to the Future? How can a person exist without having heard of Back to the Future? Well, I know a person who doesn't like, like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She does know that it exists. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm totally aware that this film exists. I just, yeah. you know, I, I, I just don't like it. But also, I mean, me and Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Side note. Bollywood remake of Back to the Future, potentially one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. So I watched oh, yeah. the first half hour. I didn't mind it. Oh, <laughs> no, no, but you turned it off. Yeah, yeah. you turned it off yeah. after the first half hour. This yeah. is action replay with yeah. like several whys. Yeah, um, with uh, Ashwarya Ray Bachchan. And Akshay Kumar, yeah. and unfortunately, yeah, it's a movie that we couldn't get into. Matt was so excited yeah. about Bollywood Back yeah. to the Future, but I don't know. But, but my, my thinking was, well, I can't, you know, it's unfair of me to sort of, you know, make fun of Asta for not getting these very right. obvious references when there's a whole culture that she is completely aware of yeah. that I have no clue about. So that is probably bigger than than uh, yeah. than the Western culture that I know of. Mm-hmm. So hundred years of filmmaking, yeah. five thousand years of history. Right? Yeah. So it, it it seemed only fair that I start starting to get to know these things and like and the result is like uh, we were at a party and uh, and Asta and uh, Vishali were talking about just these cats that have like little extra paws. And I was like, oh, like Rithik Roshan. And they love the fact that of them, I was the one who made the Bollywood reference. So it is helping me out. Like, nice. I am starting to, like, or I'll, we'll, we'll be at, like, at, at a thing and everybody's dancing to Bollywood songs. It's like, hey, play that Desi Girl song. And everybody's excited because I know, I know, well, I know one song from the yeah. Sada. Like, you know, like. Yeah. You're learning well, young yeah. Padawan. Yeah. And so your first Bollywood film, if I'm not mistaken, was Krish 3 with us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that movie, you know, yeah. totally converted you Which instantly. Which we all wrote about, too. Yeah. Right? yeah. We wrote yeah. about it for The Pulp. Yeah, we put that in the show. Well, and, the, and, yeah. and, and, and this, is some, this is a point that you've brought up, uh, is that the thing that I like about Bollywood is that, it, to me, it's like the, uh, the Earth 2 version of Hollywood, <laughs> where sort of in, like, 1966, 1967, yeah. the, the studio, revo- like, the, the revolution that undertook the studios never actually happened. Yeah. So it's like, it takes place in a universe where Easy Rider flopped at the box office, and mm-hmm. Dr. Doolittle was a massive, huge hit. Yeah. And right. so, like, that's sort of, like, this idea that these, like, basically, there's, they're basically MGM studio movies mm-hmm. that are still being made today. Yeah. And that's why I find them fascinating. That it's sort of it's a it's an aesthetic I love and appreciate. Mm-hmm. Sort of at a time where we're very much not used to seeing yeah. a genuine, sincere form of it. If if we do see it in Hollywood, it's as a pastiche or homage. Right. It's not sincere. Well, a romantic you, comedy is a viable commercial genre yeah. in Bollywood, yeah. and it reminds you that they're yeah. still fun. Yeah. And Alan, you love musicals. Like you have a real yeah. passion yeah. for. 
musicals yeah. and the classic the worse the better I actually I've done uh, if you go to YouTube and uh, search Alan Mott Petrucci you'll find a Petrucci presentation I gave about my love of bad musicals mm-hmm. and how in particular I find that uh, they represent sort of a, a kind of uh, filmmaking that I love where just someone just swings as hard as they possibly can yeah. and to me that is that is the fact that they struck out matters less if they tried. Like I like yeah. like to me someone who just aims for the spectacular and ends up with something like sort of in bad taste is a lot better than someone who just aims you know, aims for a bunt to get to first base. Like yeah. I want mm-hmm. I want someone to really go out there and that's one thing I love Bollywood is that they aren't afraid to just go for it. Yeah. Yeah, and they continue to include those aspects of the musical genre that I think you only ever see in Hollywood movies when they're going for like super serious, like Les yeah. Miserables, or even the Into the Woods adaptation, yeah, super meta, or or super meta, or yeah. super ironic. Like yeah. I think of that scene in um, that Joseph Gordon-Levitt film, Five Hundred Days of Summer, yeah. when he's walking down the street. Yeah. It's a like glorious scene, yeah. Yeah. but you get those kinds of scenes all the time in yeah. Hollywood. And that yeah. moment when it's just like, you know, when you know everyone's aware this is artificial, yeah. this is a movie. But we're going to sing and dance, and you know we're going to explain well, our emotions. And now we're next to well, a pyramid. It's and like that. And now well, we're in Iceland. It's like that, that 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 like Irving Thalberg MGM thing, where like, sure, it's a Marx Brothers movie, but we're going to give the audience like uh, this musical sequence because we know audiences like musical sequences. Yeah. It may have nothing to do with the plot, but it's called The Night at the Opera, so we'll yeah. give them a, you know an opera performance. It's equal- that four quadrant. Yeah, yeah. equally yeah. commercially focused too, because yeah. they would also be trying to launch some new singer in. Yeah. A 30s movie, as they do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Bollywood movies. Yeah, so what other films have you seen? So, you liked Krish 3 a lot. Yeah. Excellent. Krish 3, uh, uh, they're, they're no longer available online, but I did write uh, reviews of Mary Calm and uh, Dawati Ashk. Paranitra Chopra just sort of really struck a chord with me. And mm-hmm. with, uh, is it Shad Desi Romance? What's mm-hmm. the other one? Shad Desi Romance. Shad Desi yeah. Romance. I, like, I've seen three movies of hers that I just love. And that's, actually, that's another thing that I sort of really respond to Bollywood cinema. And just this Friday, I was talking to Asta about this because she just came back from a trip to India. And uh, she was saying like how she noticed this go around, just how spirited Indian women tend mm-hmm. to be. Like it is, it is sort of like a characteristic Mm-hmm. There and that is something that I really like about like Bollywood cinema is that like the the women tend to actually be very strong, mm-hmm. very sort of like opinion, opinionated, and they're not afraid to hold back. They're not shrinking flowers. They're not sort of uh, mm-hmm. you know typical like sort of you know bland characters. That's what I really like about them. Like yeah. I just uh, in Dawadiyash, like that first moment where uh, she just comes out and it's like oh. I like this girl, <laughs> and uh, and uh, other like I, I I won't list all the ones I've seen, but yeah, no, I I, I love Destana, like, and I but I uh, I talked about sort of with you guys like how sort of that is that movie set my Bollywood bar for most despicable act in yeah. any 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 Bollywood film. I think like like I could see like a guy kill a dozen people, and I would still think oh, he's not as bad as the dudes who you know told the little boy that you know his dad was going to leave him if he marries Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that in our episode, <laughs> but they really turn into the villains by the end of the yeah. Time. They do, yeah. yeah. But I mean, and, and the fact that they only fake kiss like sort of makes it even yeah. worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As much as I love Dastana, I think. Um, largely because Priyanka Chopra just gives this luminous performance yeah, at yeah, the center of it. Yeah. And I do think that, like, 
John Abraham and Abby Chekvachan do have, like, very real, like, I'm sorry. I do think that John Abraham and Abby Chekvachan have great comedic timing, and they have a lot of fun in the role. There is some stuff about Justana that, you know, it. you wish it was more progressive, and I kind of, you know, I'm, I hope that we get there. Yeah. But we'll see. You know, Matt well, and I sure are... we sure didn't do it with Masters, Adam. No. no. <laughs> Matt and I are uh, researching an upcoming yeah. LGBTQ episode that we hope we well, can point to, char- like, actual gay characters that yeah. are... Well, they're, they're, know, they're, they're, they're actually they're gay characters in both, uh, both yeah, of these Yeah, which we will get to. Yeah. yeah. But as, you know, someone who kind of came to cinema because you love women, you know, mm. you love seeing women yeah. and, you know, knowing you as well as we do, you always really identify with women in film. Well, and I think, like, the... Like, more so than men. Well, yeah, the, like, uh, the, the explanation for that, actually, I think was best summed up uh, um, uh, a blogger I know who I've become friends online with named Devin Sanders a while ago wrote, like, a really great essay called, uh, uh, what was it, Fighting for Your Rights in Inner Satin Tights which was about how, as a young black man growing up, he really strongly identified with Linda Carter's Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. because he always got the sense that whenever she went into the room, the bad guys always thought, like, oh, look at her, it's a woman, we can beat Mm -hmm. her, no problem. And as someone, like he said, being a a, a black man meant always going into a room and being underestimated. And I think because I am a short man, I'm only five foot two, uh, growing up, always being the smallest person in the room, I always had that sense of like people look at me and just like Meh. like that sort of uh, that sort of dismissal. Yeah. And so like I find like I, I identify with female characters because of that because they are they tend to be very easily dismissed. So when they overcome that, it feels a lot more powerful to me than just seeing like a typical dude just you know be a badass like you know yeah. like seeing you know like Arnold Schwarzenegger like just decimate a room. It's like. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, of course he can do that. You, you know? never got that about, you know, as much as I enjoy Commando and a yeah. few other movies from that era, Yeah, it's there's no stakes in it. He's just got God mode on. Yeah. He's just running around owning people left and right. Um, it's not well, really, the, the, it's the, not really a, uh, it's just, you know, inventive ways of killing people rather than, oh, am I worried about John Matrix? Yeah. Like, to me, the classic example of that is uh, Chuck Norris in Evasion USA, mm-hmm. where at the end, like, he literally decimates the entire, like, invading terrorist army. And he, to show for it, he doesn't even, like, he has, like, one blood smear on his face. Like, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't even allow himself to get injured. Yeah. It's, yeah, six-string samurai as well. Yeah. <laughs> Killing the entire Russian army <laughs> in one fell swoop. But uh, we're getting off topic. Uh, we are talking about Sonny Leone today. Mm-hmm. Yes, so Alan, we threw around... Were you familiar with her work before uh, <laughs> getting into this? Because this is the elephant in the room, right? Well... No, well, and I, I won't... I, I actually had heard of her because... And I, I've talked to you guys before this. Like, I'm not a huge fan of watching porn. Mm-hmm. But because of, like, sort of my love of sort of outlaw sort of cinema... Yeah. Well, porn is the most outlaw cinema. I mean, there are places where it's still illegal. Like yeah. India. Yeah, like India. So, like, I do actually read a lot about pornography. I actually spent three months of my life working the graveyard shift at an adult video store. And you wrote a good article about that, Yeah, too. yeah, if you can find that on ExoJane. And, yeah, so, like, I, I do, I actually was aware of her. And so, like, I, like t- tell you, like, for basically people who are listening who might not be aware, mm-hmm. uh, Leona, she actually, like, wasn't sort of, like, 
on just sort of the low end of just the porn spectrum. She was a penthouse uh, pet of the year, which is sort of, at the time, really didn't mean as much. Like, like at at, at the time, that was sort of like the second after the Playboy Playmate of the Year. Although I think probably, you know, not Playmate of the Year is not, well, it's not that exciting. I mean, actually, (laughs) another side note, I've been buying Playboy again since uh, the new re-release. Yeah. And... They're not focusing at all on yeah. the Playmate anymore. It's, yeah. it's, it's a secondary yeah. feature of the work. But yeah, uh, Penthouse still completely on board with trying yeah. to make stars in that yeah. way, right? It's and, its own star system. Yeah, and, and from that, she became like a vivid girl, mm-hmm. which is basically, that's the top tier of pornography. It's sort of like the porn equivalent of being like a Victoria's Secret's angel. Mm-hmm. Or a Zigfield girl. A big Ziegfeld girl, exactly. Yeah. Like, so it's sort of like she, and, and that's where she basically started. Mm-hmm. Was at that level. She didn't have to like go up in the porn industry. Like, she didn't. She, uh, yeah, yeah. She didn't make her bones somewhere. She came out running. Yeah. Well, and she seemed to have a lot of control over her career too, yeah. because you know she is bisexual and she did a lot of work with girls. And when she would choose to do work with men, you know, it was very, it was, <laughs> it was very rare occasion, yeah. and she'd be very. Careful about the people that she do those scenes with. You and know, probably they, get paid more to do so. Yeah, I'm not too sure about the pay scale, but you know she would uh, choose usually like well, that, her ex fiance and then her current husband. So you know she had a lot of say, from what I understand, yeah. over what she was doing in the mm-hmm. industry. Well, that generally is the only leverage that porn performers have mm-hmm. is like the acts they will perform on camera, and so basically, if you become very popular. And you've never done this act on camera, then you can't ask for more money. There's right. a bounty yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So she was born um, Karenjit Kaur Vora. Um, she was born in Ontario. She is Canadian, though she moved to the U.S. when she was a teenager. And I don't think she. I, I don't see her ever really talking about Canada in the media. They yeah. asked her a lot about American politics. She did a big. Uh, uh, Boy, campaign against a bush where I believe they all shaved off their pubic hair <laughs> yeah. to yeah. protest. No more bush. bush. <laughs> yeah, no more bush. Um, and so I think, you know, is it, but it's very international in the sense that she's, uh, you know, she was born in Canada, grew up in the U.S., and is ethnically Indian. She became very popular, as we were saying, in the adult industry in the U.S., and then started her transition to more of a kind of mainstream career. This is probably the most elegant transition that way that I could think of. Yeah, because what she did was she went to, well, she started appearing on things like MTV India um, and doing red carpet stuff, and then she went on Big Boss, which is the Indian equivalent to Big Brother. It's not a tie-in with Metal Gear Solid, even as much as I (laughs) And there, she really captured kind of a lot of the Hearts of the Indian audience. And, and then surprise! <laughs> not everyone was necessarily aware yeah. that she was an adult performer because, you know, well, pornography they, in India. Did, didn't in she India, actually, I, what I was reading, she actually announced it to her guest guestmates. She like, did, yeah, 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 she did at some point. And, and this was, a, you know. Because I think it was a case like one, one of those things where, like, it's like celebrity whatever. Yeah. And we're being told this person is famous. Meanwhile, everybody in the house is going like, I've never heard of this person. Yeah. Who is yeah. this person? And uh, and that was the case where like she was like, well, I'm famous because I'm a porn star in North America. But before, she, before she said that, you <laughs> yeah. know, she had really kind of displayed, you know, how yeah. charming she could be. And like yeah. whole families who watched the show became really invested in yeah. her 
personality and yeah. her and who she is. And because, you know, pornography in India isn't necessarily as accessible as, as it is here, it is illegal to make, it is illegal to distribute. Internet access is also a bit more spotty in some cases. Yeah, this she whole wasn't... Thing with Facebook lately, yeah. you know, internet.org, it's, it's not as easily accessed. Exactly. So people genuinely didn't know, and if they knew, they weren't saying anything. Yeah, yeah you're not going to say it out loud, like, oh yeah, love her work. But while she was on... Big Boss, um, Mahashabat, came in and offered her the role in Jism 2. And so that's how, you know, yeah. she made the successful transition to, you know, and that's, a Bollywood career. And, and generally that is like when, like it rarely happens in North America, but when you do have uh, a porn performer try to break into mainstream, it generally is a producer who sees an exploitable sort of like yeah. angle on it. It's like Ivan Reitman getting David Cronenberg to cast Marilyn Chambers in Rabid yeah. because he thought she would make a lot more money than Sissy Spacek, who is who who Cronenberg who, who wanted. It's like yeah. Yeah. good choice, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's it, it's like uh, Jim Wynorski and uh, Roger Corman jumping on Tracy Lords's Infamy yeah. to make not of this earth. Yeah, I was thinking about this. We do have examples of performers kind of, you know, making that transition from an, you know, an adult-oriented industry to a mainstream one in North America. But I I don't know if there's anyone who has gone kind of as mainstream or made kind of as much of a permanent career transition as I feel like mm-hmm. Leone is making. I think the only, like the biggest equivalent is uh, Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, you yeah. could argue that she's an uh, adult performer. Yeah. Although she's not known as an actress. No, no, but in terms of, like, basically having a yeah. pop culture presence. Yeah. Like, she is probably as big a superstar as we have, even though yeah. people are hard-pressed to identify what she actually does. Yeah. Well, she is a, still, yeah. she's still, a, like, a, a, a major force in Western culture. Being a fantastically rich socialite married to a yeah. wonderful artist and... Everything like that. That that does help, but yeah, I guess I guess she definitely leveraged her notoriety in a really good way. I mean, there's there's Sasha Gray, but she's kind of stuck towards horror movies and well, it's very, it's very art house. It, yeah. Well, well, yeah, it's, it it tends to be like her stuff after the girlfriend experience have been mostly like B mm-hmm. B horror or, or thriller, mm-hmm. and that's actually sort of the in general like that was the thing that made uh, Ekpahali Lila very interesting to me is because in general when these performers do sort of make that leap it's to thrillers it's to horror movies they don't leap that far yeah yeah or it's really bad comedies like it it, it tends to be like sort of just the you know the porn equivalent of mainstream basically yeah Yeah, and while I don't think these two films that we're going to discuss after the break um are different from those films that you're discussing Mm -hmm. um, I would say Akpahli Lila or Lila, we'll just call it Lila. <laughs> is I, I think it, it it is the type of film where if like you cast like Tracy Lords in this in like 1994, I would be like, wow, it's weird that they put Tracy Lords in this movie. Yeah, um, she is going to be. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that that's fair. But she is going to be doing an item number in the upcoming Shah Rukh Khan film Raiz, yeah. and like that is. As a mainstream, as popular, mm-hmm. as quote unquote legitimate as it gets in Bollywood. Yeah, yeah. and that, that actually like puts her head because like just speaking of Tracy Lords, like basically the highest she ever got was for a role she actually didn't get, 
And yeah. that she was like second in like uh, to be cast in a casino. Like she right. missed out on getting Sharon Stone's part, which if she had gotten that, I think would have been like the biggest yeah. part ever given to a former porn star. And yeah. I think both Kim Kardashian and Tracy Lords, their past is coded somewhat in a um, in a sense that they are not fully responsible. So yeah. Kim Kardashian is not responsible for that sex take coming yeah. out. She has it profited from it. It was that goddamn raging. Yeah. <laughs> she has profited from it, but she can continue She to, has deniability. Exactly. She can continue to <clears throat> claim deniability. Uh, Tracy Lords, most of her work was done while she was underage. Yeah. And, you know, is there for well, not necessarily and, responsible for And that's sort it. of, that's the famous conspiracy theory. Yeah. Is that she actually, like, the one movie that she made that is legal is the one she produced. And right. no one knows who actually ratted her out on the other films. So the, the the conspiracy theory is that she actually was the one who uh, who confessed to, to those films being underage, so her film would be the only one available. Yeah. Hmm. Whereas Sunny Leone is yeah. very open, yeah, proud and forthright about her past. I, albeit really... in a culture where her work isn't accessible, exactly, isn't accessible, but, do... but is also much more. Looked down upon too. Yeah, yeah and so exactly, exactly, yeah. and you know, you can watch these interviews with her online and and read a lot of articles about uh, people attacking her and you know really trying to get her to say that she regrets it, that she's ashamed, and all this other stuff. And she's not. She says, you know, the first time she saw porn, she thought it was beautiful. She has left that career now. She's not interested in returning to porn, but. She did it on her own terms. She made her own decisions. She's a very kind of shrewd businesswoman. And she doesn't think that there is anything, you know, bad about her past career. She doesn't think there's anything that she should be ashamed of. And, you know, and you have these people who, you know, get up in her face and say, well, you're never going to be able to make a movie with Amir Khan, who is her favorite Bollywood actor. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, maybe not. I don't know. And then Amir Khan goes on Twitter and says, I'd love to make a movie yeah. with Sunny Leone. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's fascinating to me because for a culture that I think a lot of people around the world potentially see as um, a regressive, I find these things so much more progressive than what we're seeing in kind of mainstream Western media. Well, and speaking of like, I, I, I would argue that sort of like a, a Sunny Leone figure in, in, uh, in Western culture wouldn't be given these opportunities because she she represents sort of like the bombshell archetype. Like mm-hmm. she's like uh, Pamela Anderson, like that sort of like Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra, someone who like when she walks into a room, it is impossible to deny the fact that you want to look at her. Yeah. Like they basically are sort of like they're almost like almost to, to a cartoonish degree. Cartoon right. wolf whistle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of sort of that. And for us as a culture, sort of to to handle that, because there's a lot of power in that image. Like mm-hmm. you can basically control a room by walking into it if you look like that. Yeah. So to handle that, we either assume you're either an idiot mm-hmm. or that you are sort of evil. Yeah. So like you know, like those are like the two archetypes that you have like sort of in our films. Like you either are the dumb bimbo. Or you're sort of the like the, the the evil femme fatale. Yeah, it's very rare that you actually get like someone who looks like that who is portrayed just sort of like as a regular human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because part of us can't actually like comprehend. You know that was that was always sort of the issue that plagued Raquel Welch's career mm-hmm. is that when she did try to, like in something like Kansas City Bomber when she tried to play like sort of like a single mom who was struggling. You're watching that. 
but you look like Raquel Welch. Well, this is, it, you know, think of Charlize Theron in yeah. uh, Monster. Yeah. She only gets awards attention when she's heavily made up. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's the it's the eight mile comment. You know, yeah. so many people couldn't believe that Kim Basinger would play a you know this struggling single mother down yeah. on her luck in a trailer park. Yeah. And Roger Ebert is just like, there are beautiful people. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. every yeah. kind yeah. of beautiful people struggle everywhere. Yeah. Like, well, and that's like, and that's why porn is able to exist because it is yeah. able to yeah. sort of exploit people who look like Sonny Leone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but who aren't like. And that's sort of like I've talked to you guys about this sort of like the arbitrary nature. Like Sonny Leone doesn't really look any different than Kate Upton. Right. Yet Kate Upton is considered this like fabulous supermodel who has had this mainstream success. Yeah, and it's sort of like like looking at them, you're like, well, why is she sort of thrown into the porn pile, yeah. whereas this one is, like, given, like, sort of this elevated status. Arguably uh, similar movie careers, though, I would yeah. say, with yeah. Kate Upton. I mean, <laughs> um, I, Have you seen Sonny a Leon, movie with Kate Upton? Sonny Leon is a I, I've seen the other other woman. Uh, I've seen The Three Stooges. Okay. <laughs> so I have seen some Kate Upton movies. I, yeah. was, I was just going to say, <laughs> so have I, and to be perfectly honest, I don't think she has half the talent. Yeah. But, and also, but also, <laughs> she hasn't been given like, any, like, opportunity to ex- express any talent. No, She's that's basically true. just been, like, the blonde hair and the boobs in these yeah. movies. Yeah. Whereas, you know, from the get-go, they are structuring films around Sunny Leone. You know, well, right? and that, and 2 was obviously a sequel to a kind of popular and profitable film. Yeah. Jism um, 1. Jism <laughs> 1 Chism. is the beginning. <laughs> but still, like her, and we haven't seen it yet, though we do have a copy of it and we're, we're getting to it. Um, but her, she plays like an adult actress. Like they, they, they structure that around her. And then all these other films that have come since, you know, there's been all this stuff about how other actors don't want to be in the film because Sonny Leone is the star and they've really like structured things around both her notoriety and I think what she brings to the table, which is certainly good mm. looks, but I think also yeah. like a real sense of comedic timing. Yeah. Well, and that's like, these like went with like this type of uh, actress. They, their best roles tend to be the ones that are comedic. Yeah. Yeah. Like speaking of Raquel Welch, my favorite performance of hers is in uh, Three Musketeers, where she's basically a sight gag at mm. a certain point, but still like it's a really funny part. And or she's really good in like um, The Last of Sheila, where she's basically playing herself. It's when basically yeah. basically like sort of. They, Hollywood didn't know what to do with her beyond that because it's like it's like the same with Pamela Anderson. Like if she's yeah. not playing a cartoon character, who is someone who looks like that going to play? Even Marilyn Monroe had yeah. that problem. Yeah. yeah, and you need to have her in somebody yeah. hot. Or well, as I, the you know drunk girlfriend in Asphalt Jungle rolling around. I, I, yeah. I, I would argue that the Monroe, the one thing that Monroe had that sort of was that she always had that sort of sense of tragedy like yeah. she always yeah. had that sort of like fragile thing so that was yeah. the thing where that's why people that's why women liked her too it wasn't just like horny dudes going like oh like Marilyn Monroe yeah. women liked her because they felt like oh she's she's so fragile whereas like someone like Sonny Leone you don't necessarily get that sense no not really no I don't get the sense that she's fragile but I do get the sense that she is powerful yeah. and in command and confident and that's the thing that as a heterosexual woman, yeah. I am really attracted to. Yeah. You know, I just, I think when she's on screen, she seems really comfortable in her own yeah. body. She seems really in command of her performance. And there's a confidence that she well, exudes. And, you know, I became interested in her because I was, before I saw her films, because I was reading about her and I was seeing these interviews. And 
we do have this perception of viewing a woman who looks as gorgeous as Sunny Leone does as a bimbo. And she's very articulate. She's very well-spoken. And she's very proud of who she is. Well, we were talking while we were watching Leela. Like, there, there are certain... Uh, scenes where she's wearing this outfit where you're like, whoa, she could play Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like, this yeah. is, like, this is, she actually could do it. She has the presence. Yeah. She has that sort of, actually, that was, like, I was, the whole time I was trying to remember who she reminded me of. And I finally figured out it was Carolyn Monroe. Mm. And I would, like, sort of be thinking, like, I want to see a Star Crash Bollywood remake <laughs> with Sonny Leone as Stella Star. I can like, only imagine this. A remake of Star Crash in the Bollywood system yeah. would be absolute insanity. Yeah. I'm all for this. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a copy, a Xerox copy, at least seven or eight times removed. But, but that's, that, for, for you know, you don't know that Star Crash. That's basically, uh, it was a movie that was told, that the filmmakers were told to rip off Star Wars. But the only thing they had to go on was the Italian novelization. So yeah. they didn't even actually have the movie to rip off. So it's basically like a Hercules, like, sword and sandal movie set in space. It's yeah. amazing. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> of it's, course it is. It's a movie with the script written by Broken Picture Telephone. Yeah. The game, basically. <laughs> okay, I think uh, we'll take a break here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to play a song sample that Alan has chosen. Um, it is Tere Bin Nahi Lage from Akapali Lila. And Alan, why don't you tell us why you chose... This song. Well, uh, I, I chose a song because I was told I had to. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, you wouldn't. Yeah, no. Well, the reason is, is because uh, uh, in Leela there is a, ver- a sequence that I actually really enjoyed. I thought it was like, like the movie as a whole is okay, but yeah. the sequence I thought was very powerful and very strong. And this is basically the song that plays during that sequence. Cool. And you'll uh, when we start talking about that film, you can elaborate a little bit more. So. Here's the song. We'll be on the other side. That was a clip from Terry Bin Nahilage from Ekpali Lila, which uh, for us English speakers translates into Lila, a mystery. Directed by Bobby Kahn, the film starred Sonny Leone as Lila slash Mira, Rajneesh Dugal as Shravan, Jay Banoshali as Karan, Mohit Alwalat as Prince Ranveer, and Jazahora as Prince Bikram. I don't think I've seen any of these performers in any other film. No, this is... I mean, we're going to get into this with Masizade as well, but it's a pretty low-budget production. And it is. No, well, I've seen centered, some of the people in Masizade before. Yeah. But it's centered entirely around Sonny Lee. It, it, I was yeah. saying this to Matt earlier. It struck me sort of like as like sort of like a, a TV movie from the 70s. Mm-hmm. That sort of same similar vibe for, for me. Well, and notably, it didn't come out... Here in North America, I know it didn't come out um, here in Edmonton. It might have come out elsewhere in North America, but it's one of those kind of smaller B productions that usually just comes out in um, India and a few other countries. Not a global release, though it did. It was moderately successful. It did yep. did pretty mm-hmm. well. Not a huge hit, but not a bomb either. Yeah. So the film centers around Sonny Leone. 
who plays a double role, one of our favorite kinds of roles. Both of these films are double roles. I like to find ways to kind of like connect the films together. And I thought, you know, by seeing two, if we, if we only have time for two films, by seeing two films where she plays double roles, we would see, you know, the breadth of her range. We could talk about the duality of the two film industries she worked in or something like that. Oh. That's what we would do if we were smarter people. But, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, hey. a, it's, it's a reincarnation mystery story where San Leone is a uh, up-and-coming model who um, is... Coerced into going to India. Oh she's my in, God. She's, she's kidnapped. She's in she's London. She's roofied and kidnapped. She, yeah, okay, wait. So she is B.A. You don't think this is bad as Abby Chakvachan and John Abraham in Dustin's Dustin? No, it's, I, I, it's almost as bad, but it's not quite as bad. Okay, because yeah. I just like... I if, if, can't if, believe... If she was 10 years old, then yes, it would be worse. Oh, okay. But because she is a grown woman... No. Yeah. <laughs> so Mira, the present-day version of Sonny Leone, is terrified of small spaces... Her new friends essentially roofie her and B.A. Baracus her ass all the way to India. And where she meets up with a prince in Rajasthan. They're using his place as a, um, you know, photography layout spot. He instantly falls in love with falls her. Falls in love with her, as you would. They instantly get married. They get married very quickly. I thought yeah. that was going to take a bit longer in the story. But there is a uh, problem in that a musician guy, completely unrelated to things who, that go on. Who is the uh, brother of uh, the woman who kidnapped her. Yeah. <laughs> Tenuous relation to the woman that kidnapped uh, Mira is starting to have dreams. Dreams of 300 years ago in Rajasthan, where he was a apprentice carver, uh, apprentice to this master guy who was working on his masterpiece, which was Leela, who is Sonny Leone again. As this uh, feisty village woman. I thought it was really interesting how, like, I mean, I'm used to seeing reincarnation stories. Especially, I mean, when you watch Bollywood, you're going to have to be used to seeing these, like, you know, different time period reincarnation stories. Um, And I thought it was really interesting that apart from Sunny Leone, no one else was acting in both timelines. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's which allows you to not know. And they comment on that. They actually like there is a reason for that. They do, yeah, and it allows you to not quite know who has been reincarnated as who. Yeah, and, that and was I, clever. And I like that that they sort of it becomes basically about the creation of the statue. Mm-hmm. So right. it, the film itself is sort of commenting on sort of Leone's sort of like iconic status. Like it's basically yeah. saying, like, look at her. She deserves to be turned into a statue. Yeah. It also features a trope I love in that there is a secret society of people with the same tattoo echoed yeah. through across the ages. Yeah. Always hilarious. Yeah. Always like that. <laughs> it's a small spoiler for the movie, but yeah. uh, you're not going to see it coming, yeah. so don't worry about yeah. that. But, yeah, it's a reincarnation Did you see story. the twist in this film coming? Because you I did not, actually. I did not. Notable I, yeah. for, no, for seeing twists. I was actually quite surprised by what happened. So yeah. take that as you will, lovers. But uh, that was, you know, it got me. And, yeah, I thought this was a solid little movie. It... Didn't try to overstay its welcome. Maybe had one or two many, two too many songs, but it was for its level of production a decently handled, you know, supernatural thriller. I guess you'd say or reincarnation thriller. Not really supernatural. Yeah, no. This struck me as the type of movie where if it's scrolling and it's on cable, like you would just 
catch it like one lazy Sunday afternoon and, and enjoy it. It's not yeah. not not yeah. not essential by any other any means, but it's definitely not a waste of time either. Yeah, when, yeah, we, when we get the remake of the Mummy coming out soon, we're going to look yeah. back on those original movies and be yeah. like, oh, that was you know for a mid '90s studio picture, yeah. that was fun. Like that, yeah. you know, that's all you really need for that story. Yeah. You don't need a two hundred million dollar Mummy movie, yeah. which is probably what they're going to end up doing. Yeah. But you know, to do this level of historical meets modern day. You know, use some interesting locations, of which they have many in India. You can use lots of palaces and things in Rajasthan. I thought that uh, the song sequence, especially in the past in Rajasthan, really, really, really good. Um, excellent choreography. Interesting camera work. A lot more sustained kind of dolly shot moving around in this area than you get a lot of the time with rapid fire cutting. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah, just... And, and of, of the two films, it is the one where... Uh, Leone is given the chance to actually give a performance. Yeah. yeah. And, and even as non-Hindi speakers, we like, can tell that there is a difference between her, uh, Mira and Leela in yeah. the way that they talk. Well, there's even a difference in Mira. Like, yeah. uh, London Mira is completely different from uh, whatever place they go to, Mira. Like, yeah, Yeah, because she, she starts off, she's she's basically an alcoholic. And she's, basically speaking English the whole time, Yeah, too. like because like, there's actually a, a sequence that I actually found very interesting. Where, where she talks about, like, how the secret to, you know, being a model is to always wear a short skirt. But then she sort of bitterly says, like, here I am in this room, and all of these perverts are looking at me and raping me with their eyes. Yeah. Which is sort of like talking about sort of that bombshell thing, where, right. like, where it's sort of like it's as much a burden as it is sort of a power. Like, you, yeah. you're basically forced to always be the center of attention, even if you want to just sort of be, you know, anonymous. Whereas she goes, is well, she doesn't go, she is abducted and taken to this place yeah and it's like she basically sort of plays this game that that Leela played and it's as if she becomes Leela essentially like it's sort yeah. of she forgets all about the the sort of like the the pain uh, that she was had in, in London and then she meets the prince and it's for a while it seems like she's really happy the film does do something that probably shouldn't by suggesting because it the at a, when she has her first uh, panic attack the doctor gives her antidepressants and uh, there's a sequence where she's so happy she throws them off the top of this tower which I mean she was like well she's afraid of heights and stuff like that would she really be standing on that tower but yeah. also don't throw your antidepressants away yeah that is bad that is bad this is gonna come up later quite understand <laughs> that depression. is not how it works people yeah <laughs> but I did think that like it was was, and I, I don't mean this as a pejorative, a kind of solidly competent B picture. Exactly. It's, yeah. I mean, it's very much in that B realm. It's clearly, you know, got some low-budget trappings. They use terrible negative yeah. filters at one point. Uh, many the, points. Yeah. <laughs> the script uh, is not fully realized. Yeah. The dialogue's kind of hammy. But there are ideas in here that I think are really interesting and that kind of... Elevated yeah. in a sense. Well, both of these yeah. films are direct-to-video. Like that is like sort of yeah. the aesthetic they Essentially, have. Essentially, yes. But, but yeah. this is a good direct. This is sort of the one where you yeah. you rent it and you're like, oh, that was a that was a nice little like discovery. Uh, speaking about other sort of direct-to-video uh, fare, I feel like what would have worked a bit better for me in this is if the idea of artistic creation was hammered at home a bit more in the modern era. Because yeah. uh, Leela in the past is a object of a s- obsession for this master carver, and he essentially, you know, changes his whole life just to make this epic uh, statue of her. 
And in the modern era, Mira is a, you know, she's a model, but she's not uh, inspiring obsession in the same way. It's not in sort of noir version of this woman coming in and, you know, um, driving men mad. But well, it is from her the, perspective, the, though, which like, is the, the opposite end. The guy who's searching after her is a musician, but do we actually ever hear a full song from him? <laughs> no, we hear a little bit that is used in an ad with her. Yeah. And it, I think if, like, he was becoming obsessed in the same way, it yeah. could have maybe, you know, worked a bit better. Yeah. But... Like, if he had written a song for her or something, and yeah. there was, like, a dream sequence where he imagines her performing it. Yeah, it, but, yeah, the, what we get is two leads who kind of really don't really know each other in the modern era. Yeah. Where they do in the past. Yeah, and it, well, even then, but it's a different actor playing him. Yes. So it's like yeah. even then, there's no real connection between them. Yeah. That's and, a, 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 the the moment where I really think like, oh, there is an actress there. Are the two like the two moments she have that sort of like mirror each other, where basically uh, her lover is being attacked, mm. and she stops and basically says like, no, and like 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 goes all badass, and that was sort of the moment where I went like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I have faith in her as an actress. Yeah, I was going to say that it does kind of fall into a um, convention that I do tend to dislike in Bollywood films where the bad girl has to be kind of um, kind of repented in a way and through kind of, you know, her relationship with India casts off her kind of previous opulent lifestyle and commits herself to being like a good wife Is, um, could we consider like almost like on a meta commentary on what people want leone to do um i don't necessarily think so because i i don't know that, if they strong, thought that through. yeah that's you a could strong make that argument thread yeah. in a lot of bollywood films yeah um and it, it's one thing you know i do talk a lot on this podcast about how progressive i found bollywood that is one thing about its portrayal of women that i do find um regressive that it, it, it does it does kind of become a sticking point for me even in films that i love like cocktail with topeka padukone um and so that i wish that the character of mira in the present day had been stronger and she hadn't fallen into that convention that I feel like is really tired and that we see over and over again. I mean, I, I do like that when she comes to India, you know, that she discovers she has a connection with this land and this people, and that kind of brings out something in her. And I do like that at the end, her character does get to be strong, but there's kind of a period in there where you do start to feel like she's fading. Yeah. However, that's also when the film is you know, cutting back to the past. And her character is really kind of strong and vibrant. And She's much more interesting in the past. Yeah, oh, she is, you, yeah. you believe, like, when you look at Leela and just like, 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 well, of course someone wants to make a statue of her. Like, it, like yeah. it would be dumb if they didn't. It is, like, you can tell the film's budget, you never actually get a good close-up like look of the finished statue. Yeah. Because, yeah. Like there are a couple times where you feel like it was actually just her sitting there, like frozen. <laughs> she could just be covered in gray paint or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that and the the singer guy kind of a complete nothing. Yeah. Like what's the point of that guy if he's not completely obsessed? He's just vaguely interested and he thinks his house is haunted at some point. Yeah. It yeah. I, I think I feel like everyone else kinda let her down, really. What did you think of uh the secondary characters in the film. I didn't get anything from anyone else. I, well, there is the one gay dude who actually had sort of like a, almost like a Morris Day thing going on. So I, 
I tried, like, he was a complete stereotype, but at least, at least I thought, like, he's at least swaying for the fences. Like, yeah, okay. Like, so I, I wasn't, I wasn't completely, like, the, like, that, there is, like, and this is, this happens again in the other movie, this idea of all of a sudden, like, these people who you met, like, literally five minutes ago are now your best friends in the world, and they're at your wedding, and, like, they're actually in your wedding. Yeah. And it's sort of like, nah. It's the perils of a small budget, where <laughs> yeah. you can't get more than ten actors, really. Yeah. 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 But overall, I think, you know, we we enjoyed this film. Yeah. It's a yeah. solid 60%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, of all the Bollywood films I see, this is not one that, you know, if someone asks me, like, oh, what must I see? But, you know, if you're interested in Leone and, you know, you, you know you're into some deep cuts, yeah. it's well, to enjoyable. Well, to me, that, but that is the, like, that's when it becomes fun. Right. Because like, anyone can, like, go through cinema and watch all the great films. Mm-hmm. It's when you actually start exploring and finding, like, sort of the, the little ones that nobody talks about where you actually, like, you know, somebody else might see this and go, like, this is actually really fun. Like, yeah. That is sort of, to me, that's the fun of cinema. Like, if you treat it like this thing where everything has to be amazing, yeah. then, yeah, uh, I'm not so into that. Well, yeah. hopefully it leads to better things for Sonny Leone than her next film, which is Mastizad. Mastizad, yes, Which, it translates. Mastizade. Uh, Wikipedia tells me it translates to fun seekers, but we also saw kings of fun in the subtitles. And, 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 and fun in here is basically implied to be sex. Yeah. Yes, masti, uh, from what I understand, is like you know a word for for raunchy fun. Yeah. Uh, there's also a um, a I don't know. Somewhat popular. I don't. I don't know how popular it is. Actually, um, series of films called Masti, and then they did a sequel called Grand Masti, and then they're doing another film I think called Great Grand Masti. Uh, surprisingly enough, written by the director oh, of this well, film. Sort of a carry-on type thing, like. Here's boobs in this area. Here they are in this area. Um, I only saw Grand Masti, but from what I understand, it's a series of films about um, men who want to cheat on their wives. Mm. <laughs> they want to relive their college years and cheat on their wives. It's just yeah. about three assholes yeah. uh, treating women as objects, pursuing sex, and sight gag. Yeah. And, Masizade is certainly also yeah. about a couple that, of that guys. That is apparently the director's wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, pursuing women, treating them as objects, and a lot of sight gags well, spe- and speaking slide of, whistles. Speaking of deplorable <laughs> behavior, you have these two dudes going to like sex addicts like workshops, and it's typical like this kind of movie where sex addicts in this world are gorgeous centerfolds yeah. who yeah. like you know who you can basically say like give them a wink and all of a sudden you know they're sleeping with you. Yeah. So they, they 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 sort of do that. They go to these meetings basically to hook up. But well, they go to an alcoholics and, and they bring booze and yeah. they bring booze and turn it into a party. Yeah. yeah so the film stars Son Leone again as Lily and Layla Lele. A pair of twins. Well, one of them is um is like kind of like a shy nerdy girl with she's a the one stutter. with the glasses. Yeah, she glasses <laughs> and curly hair, yeah. and she dresses in like traditional saris. Yeah. yeah, and the other one is a bit more of a sex pot. She wears she's so short shorts, and yeah, is it's, it's, so it's very much like a Madonna whore complex. Well, or, the one is a. Uh, 
television spokesmodel for something. She <laughs> well, but she, and she but, does a but, but she for has a study. Like, yeah. She's a television spokesmodel with a stutter. Yeah. So she can't, and it's uh, the, the, the classic pro- architect. The, the, the product they're selling is ball cleaner, yeah. and she can't say the word balls without stut- stuttering. Yeah. Yeah. We've also got Tushar Kapoor and Veer Das as the two assholes, and Ritesh Deshmukh is another guy. Like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ritesh Deshmukh uh, gives a cameo in the opening as, like, the ultimate king of fun. He does eventually show up later on, um, but he is it one was of a the- weird character arc for that guy, too, because he's <laughs> explaining, here's how I caught all these chicks. Yeah. And then later on he shows up as a guru who it- started his own religion, thus proving <laughs> that he can get even more chicks that way. And he is one of the stars of the Masti series, which is written by Milip Zaveri, who has directed, and I believe also written Masti Zaveri here. Yeah, but the plot of the story is these two dicks. Uh, they are advertising executives who have to leave their firm after making two sexual ads for a pop that has a marble in it. Which, oddly yeah. enough, Alan had brought by and we were drinking. <laughs> not the same brand, but we were drinking a very I, similar... Japanese version, yeah. Yeah, so that was really weird. It was delicious, <laughs> but it was weird. Anyway, they get kicked out and they start their own advertising agency, which is all raunchy ads. And uh, along the way, they meet Sonny Leone in both of her incarnations at a, a sex addict's meeting. Well, and that's, that's the, the, the twist is that they go to this sex addict's uh, meeting to like hook up. And then there are these two gorgeous women who lead it, and it turns out, like, uh, Leela's, uh, the, 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 the shy ones, like, her motivations aren't exactly clear, but the, uh, Lily's, the slutty one, she's basically... You know exactly what she's she, 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 she's, she's basically the, the female version of them. Yeah. She's there to hook up. There is an entertaining psych gag where a penny is put on the, uh, dick area of all the men present, and, uh, you have to try really, really hard not to get a boner. And when, 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 after she does a dance. Like, yeah. she's dancing. Yeah. yeah, and then one of the main characters gets a boner so hard that it shoots the penny up through the room. But he gets it from the shy girl because yeah. he likes her. And it flies through the air like a shooting star. This is the sort of humor we're dealing with here. The, this, this the plot be- of this movie really, like, does not matter. And well, it also, the more it's we describe no, it, no, no, it does matter. the more yeah. incomprehensible That's what I wanted sound. to talk about because okay. I was actually disappointed <laughs> that this raunchy sex comedy... Turned into DDLJ. Okay. Like, it just turned into, uh, you know, uh, both of the girls are supposed to be getting married soon. No, only one of them yeah. is getting married. To uh, so a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah, our, shy girl's getting married to a guy in a wheelchair. Supposedly, yeah. I'm assuming, so she doesn't actually have to have sex with them. Yeah, but our, our two heroes uh, make friends with the family, infiltrate the wedding. Very small wedding party, by the way. Maybe eight people total. <laughs> well, they no, infiltrate but, the wedding. But, like, and speak, speaking to my point of like people who just inviting strangers yeah. to their weddings, they basically like at the, at the sex addict school meeting, like, oh, I'm getting married, and all of you sex addicts are invited, <laughs> and then only two of them go. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's a destination wedding. I'm sorry, that's an asshole move. It is an asshole move. <laughs> and if I remember right, the two main characters go, and then two of the girls from Alcoholics oh, and Anonymous go. go. Yeah. 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 Because I guess they, you know. They they had more time with them. Well, because one of them has to recognize the guy as yeah. sort of being being not what he seems to be. But yeah, it. I was actually kind of disappointed that this supposedly transgressive movie turns into let's sneak into the wedding, impress the family, and steal the girl away from the husband to be. Right. Like that is a trope in Indian cinema we've seen in many, many, many films. And I thought maybe this boner comedy would have something else going for it, but it actually didn't. Well, and to Aaron's point, like it plays like it—I I called it like sort of the uh, the reverse Sandy 
where like in Greece, she, you know, she's the good girl who dresses it until she dresses it leather at the end. And this one, the uh, the slutty one, is all hot and everything until the like the end where she gets the guy by dressing in a traditional like wedding outfit. Exactly, this happens so often in Bollywood films. And well, again, I love love so many of the actresses and the female characters that you have in Bollywood cinema, but this convention really grinds my gears because like you don't have to become more traditional but also just it's, to, like it's it's based on a lie because even as Matt and I were watching it the guy wants like Sonny Leone to say like I love you to him for some reason for some reason yeah, but it's sort of like dude you're with Sonny Leone yeah. she wants to have sex with you yeah. go with it you, yeah. can, you can you know sign the you can yeah. you can have the formalities figured out later yeah uh, it's a completely artificial premise for um a dramatic focus for that aspect of the movie. Yeah. The other aspect, the, you know, the hardy Indian soldier who has been paralyzed, you know, have to defeat him. Sure, that's that's something you can hang a plot on. Uh, the father runs around with a shotgun all the time. Uh, the gay brother is... Yeah, of, uh, of the gay stereotypes in the two movies, this one is by far the yeah. most egregious. He's pretty irritating. He ranks up there in the irritating uh, kind of chubby gay guys that try to seduce our hero. Another common archetype in this level of film. The movie also had, and this I've seen this in several other movies, including even Dostana. Uh, it's actually the same actress of sort of like trying to like get ring humor of the fact that this sort of older woman oh, right. is actually yeah. a sexual person. Like that's that's hilarious yeah. that you know she actually wants to have sex too. Let's get yeah, down Lily to brass. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. get down to brass tacks now. There is a character named Titley Boobna in this yeah. film. Yeah. Oh my god, you were so obsessed with this character. I think it's kind of funny. I mean, there's that, and then a sequence for a guy. Is she like a lawyer or something? No, she's the advertising executive. The advertising executive. Yeah, I, like that, and then the guy who has to move the ball so that he could move a donkey's ball so oh he can see what time it is. I mean, those are two. That donkey, though. Was, was not filmed in, in India. India. That that's an interesting point to uh, mention on this film. Um, We've often seen disclaimers saying that uh, the animals were not harmed during the making of the film. Or were computer them CGI. generated. Yeah. This one goes above and beyond to say that all animal footage was filmed outside of India. <laughs> and I think most of this was filmed in Thailand. It was filmed overseas, yeah. So, you know, it's okay if you're in Thailand to touch a donkey's balls. And maybe that's our episode title? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, so I have to ask you guys. So this film was due to come out in May 2015, and it was delayed for about six months. It finally came out in January 2016, and it did come out in, here in Edmonton. This had a global release. It was delayed because it couldn't pass the censor board in India. They refused to allow it. Mm-hmm. And so I was expecting something risque. No. Oh, no, this is totally what I was expecting, because it is... That was why I actually wanted to see it. It's because but how risque did you find it? Like, are you surprised no, that the central fashion movie, basically. No, no this is... Because I, I wanted to see what, what, like, basically what, you know, in the 80s we would call, like, a teen titty comedy. Like, I wanted to see what that would be like from a culture where you couldn't actually make that movie. Right. right. It, and, and, and it to makes me, you long for porkies. Yeah. yeah. It, to me, it actually sort of read less like that and more sort of like in the 90s after uh, There's Something About Mary hit. There were a mm-hmm. slew of imitators 
Some of them that were actually produced by the Farrelly brothers. But like I'm thinking like uh, Say It Isn't So and uh, Slackers as opposed to Slacker, mm-hmm. where like they sort of like give that same sort of like really juvenile humor, but sort of it just doesn't actually work. Yeah. Right. And that's the same and that's what this movie struck it as. Like basically as transgressive as it gets is the animal stuff. It is the donkey balls, it is like him uh, uh, look it, it looks like he's having sex with the donkey. Like that, uh, those, that, that was his father's prized horse. Prized horse, whatever. Blackie. Yeah. yeah. But it's a yeah. white horse. Actually, can pro- you believe it? Yeah. Pro- probably like the one moment that I actually thought was sort of a clever note of what they were dealing with in terms of what they were able to show is at the very beginning when we first see uh, uh, Lily. Uh, she's shown getting up and she's topless. Yeah, yeah. And she's walking across funny. her apartment. And you, they, they actually have to CGI all these things yeah. like falling down in front of her so we don't actually see her boobs. It's, it's basically the game. Power. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the game Mousetrap or something. Yeah, Just yeah. a Rube Goldberg right. machine of yeah. things flying through the air. Yeah. Right. That was right. clever. Are you surprised that this had trouble passing the censor board in India? No. Given what no. I know about the censor board, no. But I given mean, what I've seen in every other movie in the, my entire life, yes. The fact, the fact that in Leela there was a, a, a sign going up, smoking is dangerous for your health, because in the background there was a puff of smoke. Yeah. Like, to me, like yeah. if, they're, if, that, if, they're, if they were going to be that strict about that, then, like, like, it's a fact that, you know, the fact that even they got as much as they did yeah. in Matazade as they did is sort of shocking. I, my guess with this movie is that it's coming in saying, we, look, we got a porn star, this movie is about boobs, it's going to face controversy. I don't think that they're, like, you know, based on my knowledge of the Indian censor board, they're not completely um, on point all the time with their concerns. I think this one came in hot saying, you know, this one's gonna be X-rated, whatever well, the highest version. Comedy. Is. Yeah, I didn't like because one thing I noted as watching it is that, and this is something I talked to. It's like sort of the, I came up with the acronym O's, which is obligatory white extras, which you see a lot in these movies. But yeah. in this film, there were a lot of white girl extras. More white girls than there were Thai yeah. girls in or, Thailand. Thailand or white or or, or or Indian. Yeah, and like I got the feeling was it was sort of like, well, it's okay if yeah. we make this movie and we have them in it. Which is, I think, also, like, like talking about, like, you know... Uh, it's the same, Leone. Like, it's I the think, same principle as the animals, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that, you yeah. know, if, if it's a bunch of white girls in the movie, yeah. oh, well, they're wanton harlots Cause, cause, to begin with, so that's fine. Because that's like, all we would expect. The, the guy they idolize, his basic harem, if you want to call it that, yeah. is mostly white women. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and so, like, and that, and that I found interesting. Yeah, it's... You do get that sometimes where a foreign character will be surrounded by white women, or white women will be... In party scenes, that kind of thing. It's a way to titillate the audience without, you know, impinging Indian virtue. Yeah, I guess I've seen, like, I feel like I've seen sex scenes in Bollywood films that have been edgier and gone further. For for one. Oh, even, I mean, even edgier than that. Um, But that hasn't been the entire film. The entire film hasn't been... Leela had... had, had yeah, it's that big, like sexier sex. A scenes. very yeah. bizarre sex scene, which involved pouring uh, sand yeah. on one's junk. <laughs> but also, like the, the sex scene they have before the wedding, like because yeah. you and you were we were assuming that they had gotten married and like they didn't show the right. wedding, but then it turned out no, they yeah. were just showing a sex scene before the wedding. Yeah. Right, that so, was that was more transgressive than Masazade. Yeah, so I guess to a certain extent, I was surprised to see that this was so juvenile. You know, when I do feel like I've seen. You know, scenes of, of of sex in you know obviously you know no nudity. Do you, do you, think, do you think it's uh, sort of like a dignity issue that the film like doesn't present a dignified 
sort of thing. Like even like Lila, like sure it's like it it's 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 not really tasteful. Yeah. But it's right. not sort of like mocking. Well, no. I think it might be because, you know, the ones that I can think of, the sex scenes were integral to the plot. Yeah. Um, and they were more of a dramatic context. And here this is all in a comedic context and the entire thing, you know, from wall to wall is making fun of sex and sexuality and, you know, these urges that people have. And so I guess that strikes me as, you know, as different. With but I did I did kind of think that it might, you know, just because I'd been hearing for six months that this film wasn't able to pass the censor boards, I was kind of expecting a little bit more. Well, with, with a film like this, with the star that's attached, I think that... Getting fucked up by the Indian censor board. How do you like that, guys? A uh, little bit of swearing for you. But, like, that's a selling feature. You yeah. do that to say, yeah. look, this is too hot for the Indian yeah. censors. Just yeah. imagine what kind of debauchery you see in this movie. 21 countries. Exactly. And, you and then you I get a say, fairly mild movie. Yeah. You know what I want to say? Unlike a lot of, you know, American celebrities, Sonny Leone was very respectful about this entire situation. She wasn't like Kevin Smith, you know, going on Instagram and, you know, going to the media and saying, like, how dare they try and censor me? She was saying, you know what? Censorship exists for a reason, and I respect that, and this is India, and, you know, I am not the person to say what is appropriate. And and I actually really respect that she sees value (laughs) in this aspect of the industry that she is a part of. I'm not going to say I agree with the Indian censor board um, based but, on everything I've read about it, well, but I do appreciate that she has this like this sense of class. Well, and that's also maybe a sense of knowing not to push it because there's probably the element of the fact that maybe this film wouldn't have had gone through that struggle if it had a different actress in this it. This film wouldn't exist if it had a different actress in it. It's entirely based on her personality yeah. outside of the movie. Yeah. Like, which, it, which, is, which is sort of amazing to me since like the characters have no personality. Yeah. Yeah. It's to like, oh, it's Sonny Leon. I've heard of her. Let's see her dance around. I stuff. will say that the Indian Censor Board did go through kind of a restaffing because of a corruption scandal. Um, and, Shock! <laughs> and one of the new censors, I read an interview with them, and they said they wouldn't have allowed Grand Masty to be released. So, you know, we might be dealing with some people who are potentially a bit more conservative than the people who used to be there. I'm not yeah. entirely sure. But I did think, like, you know, man, this is the thing that took six months to yeah. pass the censors? This? Well, especially since, like, the only thing that actually makes it watchable are the handful of sequences where Leone does, like, cavort around, like, yeah. in a bikini dancing. The mm-hmm. Which is sequences. stuff you see yeah. in any, like, Bollywood movie. She's the, so much fun, The though. musical yeah, yeah. sequences are literally the only part of the movie worth watching, basically. Yeah. She has so much fun. Like, yeah. I... Anytime she was on screen... Even when she's doing her silly stutter, I just thought, you know yeah. what? This girl is inherently watchable. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy her. I do. Yeah. I, I think, and I would like to see someone cast her in, you know, something where she gets to use her acting chops that I think she has and I think she's developing. This is the thing we have about Katrina Cave as well, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we just like her personality, and wish she had access to better films. Yeah, but I mean, Katrina Kaif is getting significantly better roles than Leone. But, you know, still, there's always that hope that an actual starring role could develop. Yeah, and these are starring roles, but a starring role in something that, you know, 
an A picture, you know. So yeah. Like, and she's going to be in the Shower Khan film, but she's only a nightmare girl. Yeah. So, but, you know, hopefully that's she'll get there. That, that's something. Yeah. She is, that is something. And I, you know, I just, I think, I think she's got it. I think she's, she's naturally beautiful, obviously. Yeah. But I think she's kind of got talent. I think she's a natural on camera. The one question I wanted to ask you guys is because having seen her interviewed with like, and I, like, I presume like is her natural speaking voice, which is someone who grew up in sort of Canada and the United States. Yeah. Is like, how, like, because she affects an accent in both of these movies, even when she's speaking English. Yeah. So, like, like, I haven't seen enough of these movies to judge that. But like, is that a good accent, or is it noticeable? Or That's is always it, tough for us. I mean, yeah. I think when she's Katrina put, Cave has an when accent she's as well. Lila, she grew up, yeah. Like the, the distinction between Leela and Mira, I think, is actually noticeable and good. Um, for Lily and Layla, eh, it, yeah, you know, it, it. I don't think it's. It's noticeable. She speaks Hindi as an outsider, I think. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I yeah. always come back to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Here's this man with this thick accent, and he still gets to be an action star. So when yeah. people complain about the way Katrina Cave talks, about the way Priyanka Chopra talks, mm-hmm. I just, I mean, sure. Like, people have accents, but- and you can't expect every actor to erase their accents like and i don't think that makes them bad actors either but i'm just like because i was wondering like like because her character supposedly says she's from milan but like yeah like what would have been the harm if like if at least for mira not necessarily Leela, if she had just spoken like with her normal english accent mm-hmm. i think she basically was from what i can remember mira the way she speaks is essentially what I've seen her speak in other. Because to me, because I like having seen like it's stuff that predates her like Bollywood sort of era. Yeah, she sounds sort of like there's like a hint of sort of like Southern California Valley girl. Yeah. Are you saying Which, you're familiar with her earlier work? Uh, well, you sent me that condom video on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. there is a hilarious <laughs> video of her showing you how to put on. Condoms. Accents are weird. We you know we talk about this sometimes, but we're often wondering what people think we're from. Um, well, and that's something accents I have, like, are always changing. That was something I noticed in Mari Kamp. I can't remember, but I, it was sort of like the uh, the the bad guy boxer was mm-hmm. supposed to be Australian, but the few times you hear her speak, it's and she's speaking in English. It's probably Norwegian. No, it's clearly a German accent. Yeah, German, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that happens all the time. They just pick up whatever white person is walking by and say, "You're English now." <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't even know if that's their voices because all Bollywood yeah. films don't record sound. It's all dubbed yeah. in later. Yeah. So who even knows? With some of those kind of extras, if it's even their own voices. Yeah, it's it's tough to tell on that. You know, I assume there's just like a couple of voice actors that do your go-to Nordic English. <laughs> that would be an amazing job. <laughs> and they job, assume by no the... one in India knows yeah. the difference. That would be an amazing job, by the way. If you're looking out there, uh, producers, for someone yeah. who can speak English at a relatively uh, good clip, why not look at me? Yeah. I know the accent is a sticking point for a lot of... Indians and Bollywood fans. I, as someone who doesn't speak Hindi, yeah. don't really We're notice not it. We're qualified to talk on it. And as someone who, you know, likes a lot of 
uh, actors in American movies that yeah. have thick accents. I well, think, the, like, the, look beyond to it. Me, to me, that was the revelation of JCVD. Right. Is the fact that, oh, it turns out John Claude Van Damme is a good actor when he's speaking in his native tongue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It turns out all the time we forced him to make movies in a language he could barely speak, oh, he wasn't that good an actor. Also, that movie's <laughs> rad, and that uh, one soliloquy he basically yeah. gives as he's rising through the air. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Like, that's, yeah. that's a Shakespearean model. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, yeah, yeah, that movie is amazing. Love to see JCVD in a Bollywood movie someday. <laughs> that could potentially be if he fought Akshay Kumar on something. That would be fucking awesome. He'll play the bad guy do in my Star Crash remake. Do you want yeah. like a, no? Do you want the Bollywood remake of Expendables? I actually think that a Bollywood remake of the Expendables would be awesome. Would Salman Khan be Sylvester Stallone? Hmm, that's really interesting. Okay. Um, I think Amir Khan is probably... Amir Khan's too classy for the expendable. They worked franchise. everyone into those, though. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, Salman Khan, hmm, he's kind of the jokey guy. And his brother would be there. Yeah. We need to work on this. Yeah, we'll work on <laughs> yeah. this theory. I would love... So, so, someone come up with the poster, and they'll put it on the Tumblr. We'll work on this theory. <laughs> um, what kind of film would you like to see Sonny Leone in next? I think I said it. I want to see her in a remake of Star Crash. Okay, remake of Star Crash. <laughs> okay. Apart from a uh, high concept but low, uh, you know, quality uh, um, sci-fi epic, I think that, you know, she should just go for it, get it out in front of it, do a Bollywood movie concerning the adult industry. If she, she actually did, does a, if, in Jism too, which we yeah. haven't seen. But if she does a boogie nights type the, thing and brings her actual experience of uh, working there, so something like the Dirty Picture, the Dirty Picture, or I'm thinking, you know, much less entertaining, but Star Eighty, something mm-hmm. like that. That is a dramatic picture about the world she used to work in. People will potentially look at her differently. Or even if she did like a, a biopic about her own life. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be very meta. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think hey, that's from Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a way that you can get out. Well, she can get out in front of this problem that she seems to have of her past. So that's what I would like to see. Alternatively, why not be in Doom Four? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. Well, I mean, she's a good dancer. Yeah. She's hot. Like that's all you need to be in those movies. Go for it. I think she's very poster worthy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think she. Alternatively, again, have... Bollywood superhero movie Krish Four. Yeah, talk to me, Rithik. I'm on the. I'm, I'm ready. I think she can have like a Bapisha Basu level career. You know, mm. Bapisha Basu is a bit of a scream queen. She's in a lot of B pictures, but she also gets these roles in these. Kind She's of, in the Bollywood Othello. Yeah, she gets these roles in these kind of bigger pr- productions, like the like Omkara, which we mm. discussed, and she's in Doom Two. And I think that's where Sunny Leone should be aiming is for that Papasha Basu level. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I would totally like to see her in, like, the, you know, the sequel that they'll inevitably do for Kick or Doom 4 or, you know, one of those things. I think she'd be kind of great as, you know, the girl in a male-oriented action She's like a hot, she, hot spy or something. She yeah. She could do that in her sleep. And, and that's not to say that I want her to play second fiddle. I just think that's that would be a really good yeah. role for her. Mm-hmm. You, and I like the chicks in male-oriented you, action films, though. Do you guys think it's possible that she could pull a Priyanka Chopra and become big enough in India mm-hmm. to cross back over to the West? Oddly enough, and make I that think, sort of, do you, Or do you think that's a, a bridge too far? I think it might be a bridge too we far. We might be too prudish over here to accept that, honestly. Yeah. I, I, the fact that she was kind of 
obscure in India, she was able to work to her advantage. She's yeah. not obscure here. Yeah. Or she's not obscure until you look on Google for 30 seconds. Yeah. So well, that she, might the, be difficult. Like, porn famous is sort of a thing where people know you, but no one will admit to knowing you. Yeah. I'm familiar with her work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that the West might actually be too prudish for that. She could try to be on a TV show, but if you're already headlining movies in India, I don't know if it's worth it to come back here for a chance. Yeah. I, I'm just, because to me, it's sort of a good story. Yeah. And I think, like, even if, like, for a TV show, yeah. like, if she were to get a role, it would be a good, like, something the show could sell. Yeah. That, like, this is, like, this story of, like, the thing, like, this yeah. mobility is, yeah. I and also it, it is social mobility in action. I think oh, that's yeah. really wonderful about her work so far. I also want to say, unlike a lot of other Bollywood actresses, she's carving out a space for herself and building her career while she is married. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. interesting That as well. is really interesting. Because generally, I don't know if you know this, Alan, but if you're a heroine, you kind of get put on the shelf when you get married. Yeah. Which is fucked up, and yeah. we, we don't like it, and sometimes you get a comeback, but... Yeah, Ashwarya Rai's, you know, trying to get the comeback, is it, is, is it a, sort of like a mix of, like... Oh, we can no longer sort of fantasize about you because I think so, yeah. Uh, but also, is it sort of like, well, it's not really a profession for a mother? Well, yeah, I think it has more to do with when you, in Indian society, from our understanding, when you get married, you become part of your husband's family, and then your role is to be a wife and mother, and so it's and it's not respectable to be, you know, in front of the camera, making and money, you should making be, your money, you know, relying on your and displaying husband. yourself. Um, a lot of Bollywood actresses are now challenging that. Yeah. But it's I can't really think of any other Bollywood actress who has started her career as a married woman. Yeah. You know, yeah. but a lot of them but are also she, that. she had the benefit of, like, the marriage predating her Bollywood career. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you for coming by, Alan. Yes, thank, thank you, you for Alan. Having me. Should our listeners like to know more about you and your work, and where they can should. they find you? <laughs> Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at House of Glib. Where does that name come from, by the way? Uh, I was trying to think. It was my original blog. I was trying to come up with a, a fun name, and I happened to uh, have the uh, little uh, showcase thing of House of Mystery. And I thought, what sums me up? And it was House of Glib. Mm-hmm. So I came up with that. Uh, you can. Uh, I've got a website up. That's vanityfear.com. You can read about, you know, yeah. 80s slasher picks, whatever crosses your fancy. I have, I have my uh, Patrick Kucha presentations yeah. up on there. I have an essay I wrote bar- about Barbarella that I wrote for a, a, a screening of, that you guys hosted. One of our previous projects, yeah. 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 And uh, anywhere else they want to... Uh, you can uh, go to Amazon.com and buy my book, Scary Movies, for a penny plus, plus postage. Not bad. So, hey, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great. And Aaron, where can they find us should they want to interact with the show? Yes. Well, we have a Twitter account, at Bollywood Pod. We also have individual Twitter accounts. I am at Aaron E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. And I'm at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. You can also find us on Facebook and Tumblr and Audioboom. Yeah, Audioboom is our new audio hosting provider. You may have heard an ad from them before <laughs> listening to this episode. Please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It really helps new people discover the show. Mm-hmm. And we will read all reviews on air. Yeah, we're also available on Stitcher if that's your streaming platform of choice. And while you're over at iTunes, please feel free to check out my other podcast. 
Trash Art in the Movies, which I do weekly with Paul Matwichek, where we compare a highbrow film and a lowbrow film and then declare victor. I like that podcast because I get mentioned in it a lot. Aw, uh, thanks, yeah. Alan. <laughs> uh, check back with us in two weeks for another exciting episode of Bollywood is for Lovers. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, lovers. <laughs>